the Skyhammer Studios here on Cities 92.9. This is the Eldonzo and D Show. I'm very proud of my son. I bet you are, Joe. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And we're back again on a Saturday morning coming at you. Uh, I had a pretty good week. What about you, Dees? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. Uh, of course, in the opener, we're going to catch some flack for that, okay? But we always do a cold open. And uh, we're going to talk about that. That was the Ocean Gate, uh, a reference to the Ocean Gate sub that they found on Thursday. I think it was Thursday afternoon they finally confirmed it, right? Yeah, that, yeah. yesterday was when yeah. all, all the news broke that they found it. And... So we're, we're going to get into that. Of course, Hunter Biden's back in the news. Joe Biden's back in the news. Trump's back in the news. Everybody's in the news. Uh, it's like we always talk about, it's been a busy news week. I think just about every week has. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's been dominated by this whole sub thing and you know, the uh, Hunter Biden uh, plea deal kind of quickly got brushed under the rug because of uh, five rich idiots in a submarine. But so and we're going to talk about that. And if we, if you look, if you think we're going to be hard on them, we are going to be a little hard on. Them. Yeah, we you're feel right. Bad for we the are. families, but we're going to be hard on. Them. We're going to tell you exactly why we're being hard on them, because this was play stupid games, win stupid prizes. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for the show and virus seal. Uh, these guys do slab jacking. They do commercial and residential spray foam insulation. They use polyurethane spray foam to, to jack up those sink and slabs. They just call them at 309-275-6303, and they'll start jacking. And the good thing about these guys is using that polyurethane foam, the slabs, whether it's a patio or it's a driveway or even a sidewalk, I guess they could do it. Um, the good thing about that is that same day, those sunken concrete slabs are jacked up and they're ready to be used, whether it's driven on or used for a cookout or anything. So give those guys a call, 309-275-6303 for EnviroSeal. All right. Before, and I just want to make a quick announcement. If if any company out there that specializes in heating and cooling would like to sponsor our show, please do. And while you're at it, put a damn AC in this studio. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I probably should be doing that. Uh, you know, the boys look, are sticking to the thigh here. Oh yeah, you got some of that that swamp action going mm-hmm. on down. He always complains about how hot it is in the I'm studio. I'm a fat guy, man. I can't handle this heat. I think it's comfortable, but you know, I'm used to heat. I'm used to working in the heat and stuff like that, so I'm okay with it. But no, you're right. We do need to get that done. We need to make it the uh, the Sky Hammer Studio again, and not the Hot Hammer Studio. The Ice Hammer Studio is what we need to turn this son well, bitch into. Tell you what, you 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 bring me an air conditioner, and I'll put it in. How's that sound? Like a window unit? Yeah, well, I got a portable. Anyway, we're getting off track here. People are listening to this right I'll now. I'll go, go find we- a window unit right now. People are listening to us going, these guys fight like they're an old married couple. Well, pretty much. It kind of feels like, like that sometimes. You know, I've, I've been with him for 15 years, folks. I think I'll just keep him. Uh, so anyway, getting back to this, let's let's talk about the uh, the submersible thing. Do you have that story pulled up, these? Which there's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. Just let's, why don't you... Break it down for the audience in case they have missed it. I'm sure everybody's heard about it. Who the hell's going to miss it? Well, they ain't got time to... Eight. eight. 
they do not have time. Sorry, mom. They do not have time to read it. So maybe people are busy and have actual jobs and they're not on the radio like we are. So let's go ahead and go over this real quick. Uh, basically, there's a company called OceanGate. Uh, it was founded by a man named Stockton Rush and another man. I can't remember his name. He's all over the news as well. But he basically got bought out and now he's a minority owner. Doesn't matter. Anyway, they specialize in uh, oceanic uh, exploration type thing. And for the last, I don't know, three or so years, two, three years, they have been uh, going on these trips to uh, 12 and a half thousand feet below sea level to explore the Titanic where it lies off the coast of uh, Newfoundland. And uh, it, it's not a um, tested sub, I guess you'd say. Or, no, it wasn't tested. Yeah. It didn't go through any safety He basically built it out of, you know, <laughs> spare parts uh, as the landing gear or whatever you want to call it the rails was made out of uh uh scaffolding scaffold scaffold framing so we're going to go over it so here this is what's going on with this it was built cheaply yes okay it was done as cheap as they could do it they built this out of carbon fiber their big thing was this is going to be the first submersible built out of carbon fiber well i got a feeling it's gonna be the last one that's ever built out of carbon fiber there's a reason well it wasn't just carbon fiber. no but they that was titanium yeah titanium carbon fiber lightweight cheap stuff is what they did yeah okay and there's a reason well there's a reason nobody's ever going to do it again but the reason that we're so down on these guys that went there, these millionaires, billionaires, they spent $250,000. It's like they go up there like, yeah, we'd like a ticket for the sub. Oh, I'd be 250K. Okay. This thing was built really cheap, right? Yeah, it was built really cheap. And it hasn't been safety tested, right? Nope, hasn't been safety tested. And you didn't have the best and the brightest building this thing or engineering it, right? No, we didn't. We, we wanted diversity. We don't go by meritocracy. Okay, yep. Yeah, but book us. Let's go see the Titanic. Well, they went down to the see the Titanic and they became a part of it. So I got some stuff here that I brought up and we were looking at this earlier. Uh, this is from the Daily Beast. And this kind of goes over some of the issues. The, uh, the headline is the Titanic sub was made cheap and that may have sealed its fate. I don't think may have had anything to do with it. This thing had, didn't they have a, like a joystick from a Nintendo or something operating this thing? It's a Logitech uh, 710 controller that you can buy brand new on amazon right now for about forty dollars forty dollars they're yeah. using forty dollars. basically it's control. like a uh, secondhand playstation controller and people um were quick to jump on amazon and start leaving reviews about how you know this is perfect for my submersible and yeah so forty dollar controller no and no means of uh like there's no radar sonar or anything they relied on the uh, polar, whatever, what's it, polar prints or something like that. The the vessel that brought the sub out there was that, yeah, was actually had a hand in controlling it. So a couple things. No, no, they didn't control it, but they had communication with the sub, and they would drop the sub in the water, and the sub, you know, just drops. It literally just free free falls to the bottom, and then the ocean liner or the 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 mothership as you will uh tells them where they're you know hey you're you're 400 yards this way you need to and then it's got little four little engines that basically look like little office fans and they can then navigate to the the actual titanic so this was this this came out of the daily beast the vessel 
which had its maiden voyage in 2021, is largely experimental. It's unlicensed, which means no regulatory body inspected it to ensure its safety. It also lacks basic emergency features like a location beacon to send its coordinates in case of disaster or even a navigation system that other deep-sea submersibles have. Wouldn't that be be day one? You'd think so. That would be like the first thing you'd want to do is, okay, if something goes wrong, how do we know it? Now, this is where I... This is about the ship. So in, instead of having the navigation system, OceanGate relied on a control room on board an expedition ship on the surface to help m- maneuver the Titan around the ocean. So Yeah, it basically would tell them, hey, you need to... They couldn't control the movements, but they could see where the Titanic was in relation to where the... Uh, sub was and right they would basically tell them you need to go this way or that way to get to the titanic they Pretty had no the power is, to actually pilot no they were flying blind so yeah. they had to rely on the surface to get there which is it's ignorant yeah i can't believe anybody would spend that kind of money to get on on a tin can it's not even a tin can it was carbon fiber yeah uh so this that you're also- bolted into there's i mean even let's just say that something went wrong 50 feet down you can't. You still can't get out. No, like, you know. I mean, you can at do least about then it. they would have had a snowball's chance to to survive. But once they got down to where the pressure was so immense, it it didn't matter. I mean, so this guy David Strakan, who's a senior analyst at a naval warfare firm, StrikePod Systems, had this to say. And and this guy's probably smart, but it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. These types of vehicles are built and deployed by very specialized, highly knowledgeable people. You're talking about the complexities in a hostile environment that the deep sea is. So he's pretty much coming out and saying this this is not a an easy task or something that should be taken lightly to go down 4,000 meters in something that's experimental. And I don't know, really never. I mean, it, it made a couple of voyages, but it's I don't even know if they actually fully tested it. Um, no, I believe I read there are only six like fully, I don't know, tested uh, craft manned craft that were capable of reaching that depth five now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and of course, none of them were anywhere near. I mean, they couldn't have got there in time anyway. Again, it didn't matter because they were dead the day they lost contact. So this is something else. Though lightweight and durable, submersibles aren't traditionally made of carbon fiber because it simply isn't as strong as metal. Despite this, the company used the material extensively for the Titan and even leveraged it as a marketing point on its website. Uh, Quote, Titan is the world's only carbon fiber submersible capable of diving five people to 4,000 meters. Not anymore. Uh, Strakehand, that guy we were talking about, explained that both crude and remote-controlled submersibles typically use a material called synthetic syntactic foam, which is known for being incredibly durable yet pliable at the extreme pressures of the deep sea. However, genius OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush told Composites World in 2017 that he opted instead to use carbon fiber because it was more cost-effective. I don't think we're worried about costs at this point. If you're going to charge people $250,000 to go down, A, to the bottom of the sea, uh, you should give them the bang for their buck if they're paying you that much. And B, if you're going to get in a submersible, you better damn well sure and be sure to check out what the quality of it is. You know, why don't you, why don't you get an Alvin or something that they used to find the Titanic with, something that was built by the Navy. We're going to get into more of why this is baffling to me and and d's as well uh right after this uh commercial break so we'll be right back uh the aldonzo and d show on cities 92.9 news and talk of Bloomington normal 
Shaking the rust off on this one, aren't we, Dees? A little bit. Hey, we're back. This is the Eldonzo and Dees show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Coming at you from the Hot Hammer Studios today. Uh, on the last segment, Dees was busting my cajones pretty good about not having air conditioning in here, so we're going to try to fix that. You know, Eldonzo, he just rolls with it. It doesn't matter how hot it is or how cold it is, you know, the weather's always good for Eldonzo. Anyway, we're talking about the Ocean Gate sub disaster. Uh, more of a boondoggle, if you ask me, because this thing was was doomed from the get-go, was it not, Dees? It certainly appears so. So getting back into this, we had a really interesting uh, article pulled up from the Daily Beast. Uh, we, we covered some items in that on the last segment. But this one, there's a guy named David Lockridge, who was a director of marine operations. All right. He was fired and sued by the company after he brought up numerous safety issues regarding the design of the Titan and its hull in particular. Uh, quote, given the prevalent flaws in the previously tested one-third scale model and the visible flaws in the carbon end samples for the Titan, Lockridge again stressed the potential danger to passengers of the Titan as the submersible reached extreme depths. It's still unclear whether or not this design choice ultimately doomed the Titan. However, it certainly didn't help that the company seemed to forego a safety and quality assessment by the Det Norske Veritas, DNV, an independent organization that certifies and inspects maritime vessels and is considered a standard in the industry. This sounds more like a suicide mission to me. Yeah, and there was even a guy that that went on one of them that they, they did an interview with, and he felt the same way. And uh, they also had the showrunner for The Simpsons. I guess he's gone on it. Uh, multiple times and he has said that all four times at one point or another they lost contact with their uh their mothership so uh, the families of these people should should sue them so bad that they can't make another ragtag tin can to go down in the ocean well see that's the problem and there was an article i read actually this morning i believe it was on tmz about the uh the waiver that they signed it's going to be up to a judge and jury as to whether or not uh, they consider it to be gross negligence, which I certainly think that that applies here. How can it not? Yeah, but that's their only out because in the waiver, and this comes from the uh, was Mike Reese, I believe his name, something yes, Reese, the, uh, Simpsons showrunner. Yeah, was a show. Did you uh, did you read this as well? They did it. The, they did a show where they had a very similar situation. Supposedly, this was the last show he did was that Homer and everybody got stuck on a submarine at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And, it was and the last there, show he did. And there was a boat down there. It wasn't the Titanic. It looks like it's more of a pirate ship, but it is oddly broken in half exactly the way the Titanic was. And there's even a clip of them like where it says low oxygen. So, yeah, a lot of people think this guy's a time traveler because all of the things that... Uh, well, it's not just that. The Simpsons are known for, like, foretelling stuff. Pat McAfee has a video on his channel where they did nothing but clips of the Simpsons and all the things that they got right or close to right. And it's, there's like over 50 examples and some of them are minor, but it's still stuff that like, how in the hell did they know? But, but anyway, he, uh, now I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Well, we can get back into this Lockridge thing and kind of continue on that. So we were talking about, I think his name was David Lockridge. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was the guy that was helped design in the, the maritime engineering part of this. Uh, so anyway, they sued him. We just talked about that. Uh, for He refused to greenlight man test of the submersible over safety concerns. Okay, They later sued him for disclosing confidential information. Obviously, it didn't work 
that he disclosed anything because people still got on this damn thing. Uh, Lockridge then countersued, alleging that Oceangate had fired him for voicing his concerns about the vessel. Lockridge's counterclaim states he used an inspection report that identified numerous issues that posed serious safety concerns and offered corrective action and recommendations for each. Okay, so he identified these issues and said, this is what we got. This is why it's a safety issue. Okay, and this is how we're going to fix it. So this guy's doing what they paid him to do, and they pretty much told him to go kick rocks. So when we talk about if there's any grounds, even though they signed a waiver, I think this perfectly illustrates that there is grounds for them to sue him and shut them down. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, that was the point I was making as Reese was talking about the waiver on the first page alone. uh, It mentions death three times as far as, you know, risk is. Oh, I agree. I mean, uh, I, I think so, any jury out there is going to say that, yeah, with, with all the corners that they cut, uh, th- there's no way that there wasn't gross negligence. I here. can guarantee you right now from being in the safety and quality, uh, I wouldn't say industry, but being a safety and quality guy in manufacturing and industrial uh, applications, they're, they're going to sue them. Yeah. They're not going to get out of this. They can't do it. They got a paper trail for it. The now, only thing that might be the, uh, for lack of better words, saving grace for this ocean gate is that the people suing them, I mean, they're all stupid rich anyway. We had the, like the richest person in Pakistan. We had not uh, anymore. Well, yeah. Hey, well, he's still got family. So he's still got the, family. The money's feel, going somewhere. We feel bad for the family. Look, these guys wanted to, they had a lot of money. They wanted to go on an adventure. Look, right. they wanted a Titanic experience, and that's exactly what they got. They did. They 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 are now part of the Titanic. Yeah, they wanted experience. to see the Titanic, and now they're a part of it. No, I feel bad for the families. I yeah, do absolutely. I, anytime a lo- uh, life is lost, that's that's horrible. But once again, this is play stupid games, win stupid prizes here. All right. Now I don't know if these guys were hoodwinked and told this this submersible was the best thing in the world. Obviously, these guys were not submersible builders themselves, or they probably would have looked at it known. Well, there is a rich guy. I can't remember his name, but a rich guy out in California who was supposed to uh, go with his son on this trip. And he backed out. He backed out. And his the reason the, the guy Stockton was texting him and the text messages are showing, I believe it's on the New York Post, where the, the kid or the guy's son was told by a friend of his that, oh, well, you know, if a sea creature like a whale or a giant squid attacks it and the guy in text message is like, no, this is, you know, as safe as crossing the street. Uh, the thing won't fit in a whale's mouth, blah, blah, blah. But he's, yeah. he's blowing smoke. You, yeah. that, that's blowing smoke. What, you what can't he didn't, say. Yeah. What he didn't tell him was that if so much as a pinhole develops in this sub it is going to be crushed like a you know can just and that's exactly what happened so everybody's talking about oh well we need to go down and find the bodies there are no bodies those things were compressed into liquid so check this out this is what really what really uh, pissed me off about this whole deal a lot did okay but this really got me so stockton rush who was the ceo of ocean gate expeditions he was actually aboard that that thing which he was piloting it. He was piloting it. Yeah. So check this out. He made this statement. Uh, I think it was back. I think it was last year or maybe it was this year. Uh, Rush said he valued captains who are inspirational over experience, noting that anybody can drive this sub, uh, which is like D said, which was controlled with a $30 video game controller. $40. Right? Well, it's 30 right there. It's 40 now because everybody's buying them. <laughs> you don't correct me on this show. <laughs> Anyway, I actually have one of these controllers he, at my house. Well, good. Build a sub with it. Right. Go down with the ship. 
So anyway, this is what Rush had to say. Stockton Rush said this, okay? This was before he died. When I started the business, one of the things you'll find, there are other sub-operators out there, but they typically have gentlemen who are ex-military submariners, and you'll see a whole bunch of 50-year-old white guys, he told Teledyne Marine in 2020 via Zoom. He goes, I wanted our team to be younger, to be inspirational, and I'm not going to inspire a 16-year-old to go pursue marine technology, but a 25-year-old, you know, who's a sub-pilot or a platform operator or one of our techs can be inspirational. So we've really tried to get very intelligent, motivated, younger individuals involved because we're doing things that are completely new and completely wrong. So this is the problem when companies don't go by meritocracy. And for those that don't know what meritocracy is, so if I go to hire somebody, like, let's say Dees does flooring, okay? I know he's very experienced, D&E flooring, check him out. I know he's very experienced. I know he's one of the best in the area. I'm going to call Dees up. Let's say, Dees, come on, give me a quote for this. Now, if you got some 22-year-old kid that hasn't been doing flooring, I'm sorry, kid, you're going to have to work for somebody else. I'm not going to hire you on your own, okay? Meritocracy is me going with the most experienced person. What we're doing now is just like this jack wagon said, is they want to do have people that are inspirational. We don't care how much they know. We just want to we just want a diverse workforce building this up. That got everybody killed. And there's probably a reason they didn't want fifty year old uh, former yeah. military white yeah, guys. I was just going to say you're out of your mind. Yeah. We're not do, doing do you this. think it's because he wants diversity, or because every time he talked to somebody that actually had a level of expertise, they said, "Get up out of here that's exactly what happened i'm not you getting in this tin can and going two and a half miles below I the can surface guarantee you stockton rush uh got a hold of some of these guys when he was first starting to build this thing and said hey i got this idea i want to try carbon fiber and i'm sure stockton rush thinks he's the smartest person that thought he was the smartest person in the room yeah we right? want he's you to go down guys. to the titanic riding in a septic tank controlled by a video game controller and no and you know what they told him they said, you can't do it. He, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong, stupid 50-year-old white guys. I'm going to hire some young guys that don't know anything, and you're going to follow my line of BS and build this tin can that we don't even know if it really works or not. We don't do any safety checks on it. I mean, it has worked. They've, they've, they've made multiple voyages on it, but still, like, it's just it, I've got a, these, luck. These, let's, let's call it what it is. It, it, they've it been was. lucky. I have, a, I have a GMC Yukon that my kids are driving locally. It's got 287,000 miles on it. Okay, I could probably drive it to California, but maybe once. <laughs> okay, do I want to bank my? Do don't I mean it's a good idea. On? No, that doesn't mean it's a good idea. Oh, it made it down there once. We can do it again. Here's maybe. the bigger question, biggest question: How much money in manpower, time, fuel, all these resources that were used over the course of the last four days looking for this thing? Because five rich a holes wanted to go down and see something that they could have literally looked up on Google. Look, you know, you're looking out of a hole that's 18 inches wide. Like, I, I don't I'm know. I'm not going to knock these guys, okay, because they're rich. Good for them. They made their millions, whatever, okay? You know, and somebody said, well, you know, I'm white, but I'm not that white. Well, a couple of them were what, Pakistanis? Yeah. I, don't don't give me this. Don't make this about race. That's don't, the don't only one, the, the son, the 19-year-old son, who reports say he was terrified about it. That's yeah. the one that gets me well, the most. That bothers me yeah. as well. That kid was just a kid, all right? Yep. He didn't want to do it, and he shouldn't have been made to do it. This is the Aldonzo and D Show. We come back for segment three. There's going to be more Fooly Monkey Shines Abound, so uh, we'll be right back after these commercial massages.
welcome back to the Eldonzo and B Show. Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios here on Cities 92.9. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And Joe Biden is proud of his son. Did you hear about this, Dees? Unfortunately, yes, when they weren't uh, busy talking about the sub. Yeah, when uh, when we took a break from the sub and we could actually watch uh, news that involved, I don't know, like important things. Uh, this is Joe Biden. He said, I'm very proud of my son. This is Gateway Pundit. Uh, on Tuesday, he discussed his administration's work in managing the risk of artificial intelligence at the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco. Reporters shouted, reporters shouted questions about Joe Biden's criminal son, Hunter. Hunter Biden agreed to plead guilty to two misdemeanor charges in a sweetheart deal given by his corrupt father's Justice Department after a five-year investigation. Now, those charges that he pled guilty to, which is going to be a misdemeanor, uh, was pretty much tax evasion charges. Yeah. Right, yeah, uh, there was another one, a gun charge, too, that we talked about. And, and this is I guess this is why he's very proud of his son. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, it was a he, on a form forty four seventy three. When you buy a firearm, you have to sign and certify that you are not, amongst other things, addicted to any substance. You don't have any substance addictions. You're not a crackhead. You're not an alcoholic that you're perfectly fit to buy this firearm. He lied on it. And that pretty much got thrown out. He doesn't even have to plead on that. So there was a two tax charges, which he's getting a slap on the wrist for, that if it was you or I, uh, they'd, they'd run us through the ringer, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. So yeah, we'd already be in jail. So Hunter Biden will likely get probation for not paying his taxes. Only peasants go to prison for not paying taxes, according to the Gateway Pundit, and they are correct. So when they hired 87,000 new IRS agents... Okay, they did not hire them to go after people like Hunter Biden or Joe Biden or any Democrat or Republican or anybody that's super rich. They hired those 87,000 new IRS agents to go after us. Yeah, you'll never see any anybody going after them. And the fact that his daddy's a president, you can't tell me there's nothing nefarious going on here or nothing underhanded. Now, go back to the five million dollars, which we were talking about the uh, the sub thing being a distraction. And I think that alien thing was a distraction from last week's show because that alien thing popped up around the same time that we have a whistleblower saying that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden each took five million dollars from Burisma. And then Donald Trump had the 37 counts in that indictment that he's getting charged with that the DOJ is pretty much being weaponized to go after him. Uh, as far as the gun charge, which is a felony, like they said, Hunter Biden won't even be pleading to that crime. And Joe Biden's proud of his son. Dees, why don't you tell the listeners why Joe Biden is so proud of Hunter? I wish I could answer that. Don't we have a list of stuff here that Hunter's oh, done well, to make yeah, his daddy there's, proud? I mean, there are several instances of, you know, the, the scumbag falling not too far from the tree. Uh, one of the ones that have just rolled recently came out. What's that? I said the scumbag rolled down the trunk. Yeah. Uh, a very... Uh, exclusive sex club in Los Angeles. Uh, the founder of that who since sold it to somebody else. And now he's barred because he, you know, the first rule of sex club is don't talk about sex club. Uh, he revealed that Hunter was, uh, involved in this club, which is $10,000 to get in, which as the whistle, the IRS whistleblower has, uh, now said Hunter wrote that off as a golf club. 10 grand for the sex club. Well, anyway, he was thrown out because he was groping women. And, uh, he also had write-offs business, business expenses for 
flights for prostitutes. And this is all confirmed by this IRS investigator that uh, has now famously been removed from the case. Uh, Of course, we know everything that was on the laptop. I mean, yeah, he's a dirtbag. The funniest thing about this to me is that the, the guy that blew the whistle on this whole thing has also been now kicked out because he talked about it, but he was subpoenaed to potentially testify if it got to that point. Obviously it didn't. So now, now he comes forward with this story. Well, what's really funny about that is some IRS agents didn't investigate him and nothing happened. So it looks to me like they did this for a dog and pony show. Oh, for for sure. And they didn't charge him with anything as far as the, the bribery or the money laundering or anything like that. Uh, it seems like every day a new story comes out involving this whistleblower thing where we had uh, one of the conversations he was having with a uh, executive in China about how, you know, he's basically telling him that, you know, my dad is sitting right here and he's not going to be happy if this doesn't get taken care of this, that, and the other all the while this entire time, uh, Biden is Joe has been saying that, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about my son's business dealings, blah, blah, blah. But he's basically been outed or at least lied about because in this email exchange that was found on the laptop, uh, which has definitely been confirmed to be hunters. He talks about how, you know, dad, dad's here and he's not going to be happy if, and it doesn't specify what needs to happen, but basically they're using uh, he's using his dad to strong arm this Chinese executive into doing something or other. So I want everybody to, to think about this real quick. They said January 6th, okay, uh, 2021 was, a, was an insurrection, did they not? Mm-hmm. Okay. They said that they were attempting to overthrow the government, did they not? Mm-hmm. The real insurrection has already happened, and it happened way before that. This laptop had so much stuff on it, okay? And the FBI had this laptop for nearly a year, okay, before the 2020 election. They had all this evidence on there. The DOJ, the establishment, the elites hid this thing from everybody. Yeah. You know, it's that that's there's your real insurrection right there, what happened with this laptop. All this evidence was already on there. This is the gravity of this right now. The FBI knew all this stuff. So you tell me who's overthrowing a government here. Right. They, they, they're the ones that shifted the election. They're the ones that interfered in the election. And there's some people that just can't wrap their gray matter around this. You know, Hillary Clinton, another example of make it look like we're doing our job was Hillary Clinton. When Comey investigated her, said, yeah, you know, she pretty much made a mistake. She was, you know, she was, uh, what did he say, careless or, or whatever with it. No, she broke the law. She broke the law. Hunter Biden broke the law. Joe Biden broke the damn law. And nothing's going to happen to him. Now, I can't blame people in this country right now for being down in the dumps about the situation. I can't blame people, some people, for having the attitude, what does it matter if I go out and vote? Because they see stuff like this. And right. to them, I just want to say this. It does matter very much if you go out and vote. Look, there is fraud. It's obvious. It's happened. We have evidence of it. The only way to counter that fraud is to go out there in massive numbers and vote. Tell your friends to go and vote. If you got somebody that doesn't like the direction where our government's going or where our country is going, but yeah, if they don't like Trump, talk to him. Say it doesn't matter. Disregard the tweets. Disregard the stuff he says. 
and think about how much better your life was before Joe Biden got in the office. Because you got two options. It's going to be Trump or Joe Biden. If you go third party, go third party for a Democrat. Okay, that just ups our chances. But the only way to unscrew this is to do it at the ballot box or mail-in ballots. That's another thing. I'm going to start mailing uh, mailing in my ballot. What are you going to do? These? Well, I mean, it's literally right up the road, but... Mail it in. Mail it in early. We have to play the same games that they're playing and overwhelm them when it comes time to vote. We got to get everybody together on this. We can, we cannot... We got to do everything we can. We got to make every effort. And at the end of the, at the, at the end of the day, if we still lose, we can say we tried. Speaking of third party, what do you make of this uh, Joe Manchin thing? Do you think it's a smokescreen or do you think he's actually considering? I don't know yet. I haven't heard a lot about it. Um, if Joe Manchin runs, then Donald Trump will get reelected. Now, Joe Manchin and Donald Trump get along really, really good. Okay. They have for a long time. I hope that Joe Manchin runs. Um, well, naturally. Bobby. No, I do. I do. That's it. Excuse me. Bobby Kennedy Jr., of course, is making a run. Joe Manchin's got a far better shot than Bobby Kennedy Jr. And I think if Joe Manchin was to run uh, against Joe Biden, I think Joe Manchin would probably, if he if he runs against him as a Democrat, I think he'd probably get it. No, he's talking running independent. Is that what it was, independent? Yeah, because he knows that he's not going to get the nomination. But he's going to yank votes, votes away from right. Biden. Yeah, they're, they're talking that if he runs, he's going to run as an independent. I think if he does run as an independent, then he will. Then Donald Trump will definitely get reelected. Just Joe, the simple fact that they think that he'll pull one state, which is, is it Virginia or West Virginia? Whichever I, state he's from. They're saying that, that they believe that if he West runs, I mean, obviously he's got no shot at winning, but they feel like he could, at the very least, pull enough votes in that state to turn it red. I think which, he would. Which could make the difference. Joe Manchin is not stupid. Okay, Joe Manchin knows that if he runs as an independent, Joe Biden's over. Yeah. Just saying. Hey, this is the Aldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9. We'll be right back for the last segment of the first hour, right after these uh, commercial massages. on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the El Donzo D Show. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And you know what I want to talk about in this segment, bro? China, China, China. 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 Okay? As Donald Trump would say. I think that's how he said it. Am I right? Yeah. Pretty China. close. China. Anyway, China. I want to preface this right now by saying China is not our friend. They're our enemy. And China's been in the news quite a bit this week. I want to start off with this, and then we'll kind of build from there. Gateway Pundit story. China's influence growing. Polls suggest Taiwan may already be lost. As was reported by the Gateway Pundit previously, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's reiteration of the longstanding One China policy provides tacit approval for China to invade Taiwan. Just on Monday, this is just on Monday, 
he had met with Chinese leader Xi Jinping, uh, and he was saying that they do not pretty much support Taiwan. He believes in the one China, one China policy, and he supports it, which is pretty much saying if you go into Taiwan, we're not going to do anything about it. Did you get a chance to read over this at all? Yeah. Okay, so a recent poll released by the Taiwanese Public Opinion Foundation suggests a substantial shift in Taiwan's political landscape, which would render military invasion unnecessary. A June 16th story from the South China Morning Post further explains how demographic changes in the Taiwanese electorate threaten to irrevocably alter the current balance of power. If polling holds through scheduled elections in 2024, the resulting outcome would almost certainly undermine domestic support for independence from mainland China. Now, are you familiar with Gordon Chang? No. Okay, we're going to go over this right now. This is another uh, article that ties in with this, and this one's from Microsoft. Actually, it's a Fox News one. It's on Microsoft. Uh, Gordon Chang predicts that the unacceptable China trip looks like World War III. And in this article, he talks about all the hot wars going on right now and the stuff with China and Taiwan. And if we allow this to fester more than it has, and we continue to support China, who, remember, is supporting Russia, who wants to wipe us off the face of the planet. You got all these little wars popping up all over the globe, okay? And eventually, NATO is going to get brought into this. So let me find this thing that Gordon Chang said. Uh, he said this, remember, we're talking about a totalitarian totalitarian state in China where the Chinese military, which operated the spy balloon, is not a state military. That's what Gordon Chang said. He went on. President Biden asked me to, or excuse me, uh, Anthony Blinken said this. President Biden asked me to travel to Beijing because he believes that the United States and China have an obligation and responsibility to manage our relationship. The United States is committed to doing that. It's in the interest of the United States, in the interest of China, and in the interest of the world. He's going over there and kissing Xi Jinping's butt and pretty much bending the knee to China. That's what Anthony Blinken just did. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. Think about this. Why on earth would the leader of the free world want to bend the knee to China? If you're listening right now, I want you to really, really think about this. It's because he's already been bought. Now, we talked about the last segment, Hunter Biden and Burisma. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Joe Biden's a grifter, and a grifter doesn't just grift one time and, oh, I'm done, I'm never doing that again. That's how they make their living. They have been bought by these countries. Here's a good one for you. This ties in with it as well. So we know there's, there's heating up in Taiwan. We know it's already uh, a crap show over in Ukraine right now. I know there's been people sent over there. I know that Americans have been firing at Russians. Okay, that's happened. They're just keeping it on the DL. It's already a hot war. Okay? Now, check this out. Biden made this big excuse for Xi Jinping. Did you get a chance to hear about this or read it? No. <clears throat> All right. This is from the New York Post. We're going to read a little bit of this for you. President Biden kicked off his first day of campaigning for re-election by making excuses for communist China, saying that President Xi Jinping never meant to fly a spy balloon over sensitive American military sites earlier this year. Quote, I don't think the leadership knew where it was and knew what was in it and knew what was going on. He told the reporters on Saturday as he headed to Philadelphia. He continued, I think it was more embarrassing than it was intentional. Right. I, yeah. 
I'm ho- he, he continues, I'm hoping that over the next several months I'll be meeting with Z again and talking about legitimate differences we have, but also how to get along. Republicans were obviously outraged at Biden's anemic take on the incursion. Um, of course they are. Aren't you? They flew a spy balloon over us. Over the entire country. Over the entire country, over all these Air Force bases, and Joe Biden comes out and just pretty much makes excuses for him. Suspiciously spending more time over strategic military sites than over a- anywhere else. But I, yeah, they, they, they lost it. They didn't have control over it, but it just magically stopped around nuclear sites and around military bases and things of that nature. But yeah, they, they weren't controlling nothing. So he makes an excuse for the Chinese and he, he goes on, he, Biden's China comments came shortly before he took off in Marine One for a 40-minute aerial tour of cleanup efforts at the I-95 overpass that collapsed in Philadelphia this week. Did you get a chance to read about that at all? About the collapse? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I I, I don't know details other than the, the bridge, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's bad news. I can't remember how many people were injured and killed in that. I don't know if you can pull that up. We can talk about that I, later or not. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think there were any deaths. But there was injuries. I believe so, yeah. So he's heading over he's heading over to do a uh, an aerial tour of the I ninety five cleanup. He goes on. There's no more important project to the country right now as far as I'm concerned. Uh he's talking about the disaster. And I get that's a big thing. But how can you honestly sit there and say there's no more important project to the country right now? Everything going on in the world, and this guy just cops out and lays down. I don't know, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm sorry. I was looking up this story. Um, I don't even like nothing surprises me with this administration anymore. It really doesn't. Uh, There were casualties. How many casualties in that in that collapse? Uh, I think one. It just says human remains. I believe it was the truck driver. Gotcha. it It was a tanker truck that exploded. But so this guy's going around, he's campaigning, and now he's making excuses for China. This is, and then Antony Blinken comes out and says he supports a one-China policy. Something's really bad here. This rot that's inherent in our system is really, really deep, and I think it's disgusting. Yeah, They've well, paid- I mean, I think what it boils down to is all this stuff going on with Russia and Ukraine, which oddly we don't hear a whole lot about anymore, but they know China is on their side and this is basically just your, you know, good old fashioned butt kissing to, this, you know, to, hey, don't, you know, this, don't send four billion soldiers into Hawaii or not Hawaii, Alaska or whatever and march down here. So here's the thing with this, too. We've talked about this before. Everything that seems to be going on between China and the United States, if you go back to the Afghanistan uh, withdrawal, we talked about that ad nauseum. And I want to remind everybody that China's Belt and Road Initiative goes through the Middle East, okay? And I think the only country they didn't have control of that they were missing to get this completed was Afghanistan. And if you look at the way that Joe Biden pulled out, now look, this wasn't Joe Biden's sole doing, the way that they pulled out of Afghanistan. He's got a lot of people on his team and a lot of people advising him, okay? This was, they wouldn't just let him do it like that if there wasn't a reason for it. That's why I think all these people are bought off by China. China's been doing this for 50 years with people in our government and the most powerful people in our country to try and make this happen. 
the Afghanistan withdrawal. People go, I don't know why he did that. You know, he got those 14 Marines killed over there at, uh, what was it? Uh, was it Bagram? It was uh, Kabul Airport. Mm-hmm. You know, got 14 Marines killed. I just can't figure out why he did that. Because he was told to do it. Because they were all told to do it. China benefited from that so much. The first thing they got out of it was, like I said, the Belt and Road Initiative. The second thing they got out of it was it demoralized our allies. It made us look like we were not dependable over there. Okay, because they got a whole lot of free equipment as well. Yeah, we left. Oh, what was it? How many billions of dollars in equipment we left over there that that the Taliban took over Mm -hmm. and took pictures of it and the uniforms and everything, which was a big smack in our face. It weakened us. That is. That's like the fall of Saigon for our generation is what that was. Actually, I think it was worse than that. What do you think? Worse than Saigon? I think it was. I mean, I wasn't alive during Saigon, so I can't. No, I wasn't either, but I know enough about it. You know, we had 20 years over there. China is literally running the world at this point. Oh, well, yeah. Now, some good news, though. And we got to tie in, we got, we got some uh, stuff that ties into this. Dees, I know you got a story about my two favorite ladies we're going to get into in a little bit. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene and uh, it was uh, Lauren Bo- Boebert, right? Yeah. Okay, let, let me start this off, then I want to hear your story. And folks, you're going to love this, okay? Uh, resolution to censor shift returns the House with a crucial tweak. And they actually passed it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, which we we talked about this last week. We knew that they were. They removed the fine, and the vote passed and went right down party line, so he's censured. And we're going to get right into those stories when we come back from a break. Aldonzo and D's show right here on Cities 92.9. Donzo and D's show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I am D's, and I want to remind you to check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash D's. Not only do we post highlights and sometimes full segments of this show, but we also do some live streams where we, uh, we kind of go off the rails a little bit. Uh, not for the uh, faint of heart or the young at mind. It is uncensored, unfiltered, and uh, a lot of fun. And we're probably going to do one tonight. I think we should try and get one up for everybody. Yep. So, all right. Okay. So anyway, moving on. We talked in the last segment about uh, they 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 pretty much they actually did it. I think it was on the twenty first. They actually the House voted to censure Adam Schiff. Yeah. Over his blatant waste of time with this Trump Russia collusion thing. Uh, I'm glad they actually did it. So let's get to the stories from NPR. The House of Representatives has voted to censure Democratic Representative Adam Schiff for his past actions while chair of the House Intelligence Committee in leading investigations into then-President Donald Trump. The vote was entirely along party lines, with the California congressman calling the resolution false and defamatory. Uh, Democrats attempted to kill the bill from advancing, but they were, of course, outvoted. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy called shift to the well of the chamber as he read the censure resolution out loud. Democratic members shouted loudly as McCarthy began to read the resolution, causing him to stop and start several times. I like this. I have all night, McCarthy said as he was interrupted by boos from the Democratic members. <laughs> uh, that's McCarthy right there. And yeah. I got to say this real quick about Kevin McCarthy. A lot of people had their doubts. I had my doubts about him. But he's actually kicking butt. I think he's doing pretty good, man. 
Yeah. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hey, it's better than where we were. Yeah, he made commitments, and he's and he's keeping to those. So the first time they they tried to pass this, there was a caveat in there. They wanted to fine uh, Adam Schiff sixteen million dollars. Is that correct? Yeah. And we talked about that on the show last week, but that got shot down, which we knew it would because I don't think you, they could legally do it. No, it, it, it's a violation of, of both the 27th and the 8th Amendment. There you go. Uh, so that naturally got, I think they wanted to do it. I think they just threw that in there to, oh, be controversial or be, uh, I don't know, add flair to it. Yeah, they I believe there wasn't going to pass, but actually a lot of them, a lot of the House Republicans actually voted for that. Yeah, but... but the I believe it was twenty of the GOP members that voted against it, and rightfully so because it was you know it was a violation, right? And they even said that you know they're going to probably do this again and take this fine out, and then we'll vote for it, and that's exactly what happened. Well, a lot of a lot of conservatives I know were kind of PO'd about that that some Republicans didn't vote for it. But I, look, I I do have a question. Yeah. And excuse my ignorance, and I, I probably could have just looked this up before we were on the air. Probably what, would have been a good idea. Yeah. What the hell is censuring anyway? A motion to censure, okay, as, as far as I know, and it hasn't been done a whole lot. I think this is the first time in like, and I could be wrong, 100 years they've censored him. It's kind of like they put a scarlet letter on him, and they remove a lot of his uh, power. It doesn't get him out. It doesn't impeach him. It's kind of like a big slap upside the head. Okay. It's kind of like saying, hey, you, this is, it's kind of a punishment. We can get into that in a little bit. If you want to look up the exact meaning of that, why don't you do that for the listeners? Because I know what a censure is, but why don't you look up the actual definition while I'm going into this? Uh, so anyway, they censured him. And of course, the first one didn't make it um, all the way through. But here's the deal. He wasted so much time and so much government money. And remember something about government money, folks. That's not their money. I ask people all the time that think they know something about something. And the question that I get a blank stare on their faces is, where does the government get their money? And people will literally just look at me like gobsmacked. Same thing with Illinois. Where's the state of Illinois get its money from? It gets it from us. Governments run on our money through taxes. That's Government doesn't go out there and have a money tree, okay? They get it from us. Okay, so I, with I've, Adam, hold on a second. So when Adam Schiff blows through, uh, what was it, twenty million? I think sixteen million was half of what he went through, wasn't it? Yeah. When you go through thirty-two million dollars or thirty-eight million dollars, whatever it was, on BS charges, just trying to paint the president as a bad guy. And remember something: this whole Trump collusion thing, collusion thing, was a Hillary Clinton deal. She came up with this. She started it. Fusion GPS did the research. They got the Steele dossier. They took it to the FBI. The FBI knew it was bogus, and they put it through anyway. Mm. So everything that went on with this whole Russian collusion thing, Hillary Clinton was the one that was actually colluding with a Russian to put this together. And where's Hillary Clinton at right now? She's not in jail. Or excuse me, she's not in jail, is she? No, should be, but should be, but she ain't. Yeah. Nothing's going on with these people. You have the actual definition of censure. Why don't you go ahead and tell it to the listeners? Yes, for uh, 
the potential ignorant out there, such as myself, a censure is a formal vote of deep disapproval of a member's conduct taken by either chamber of Congress. A vote of censure is reserved for more serious violations, according to the House rules. When the House approves a censure measure with a majority vote, the member being censured must stand in the well of the House as the presiding officer reads the censure resolution aloud. In other words, it's it's kind of like in... Uh, Game of Thrones when the the nun lady walks behind you and rings the bell and shouts shame. Right. It was shame. pretty much in different words, but it was I was pretty much hit the nail on the yeah. head with that, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's it's a little scarlet letter. And he doesn't care. He, he's actually using it kind of as a badge of honor. Well, but. I'm gonna tell you something. He's, he he says he's wearing it as a badge of honor. He's not because he knows he's a stupid little pencil neck dweeb. He knows he was wrong. He knows he was full of BS. He knew Hillary Clinton was full of it. Yeah, He knows that he wasted all this money just to try and get Donald Trump impeached. I love, I love it every time they come out with something against Donald Trump and he, he just smacks him. He just smacks him down. Oh, we got him this time. We got him this time. That's why, folks, if you know liberals that are worked up about these uh, 37 uh, counts in this indictment, I wouldn't be too hopped up about that. Right Now, maybe they're actually going to pull the big one on this. Maybe they're just going to go... Uh, complete insurrection on the country and take out the uh, the opposition party's leader uh, for the next election in 2024. If they do that, then we're pretty much screwed all the way around. That's my opinion. On it. You mean what they're actually trying to do? Yes. Yeah. If they actually fall through with it, there's speculation out there with this thing going on with Trump that it's a distraction from Joe Biden. Or they also speculate that it's going to maybe even get him more support because they think he's the weaker candidate. And then there's people out there, and I tend to be one of them, that really think they're going to push this through because they want to put this guy in jail. They want to put him in prison. Oh, I think there's no question that's what their ultimate goal is. But they want to, like they're pushing it through, they want to get it done as soon as possible to hurt his chances. And, I mean... And I haven't I haven't seen where this where this has gone and probably should look into it. Uh, but the, the judge he got, and I believe it was Miami-Dade County, was actually... Uh, judge that he appointed yeah so that's a good thing too at least we got somebody that's fair looking at it because they cannot pick the judge it comes out of like a rotating pool and it's like a it's kind of like the lottery you just pick one and you got it yeah the only way they can get a new judge is if the judge recuses herself i don't see that happening they can they can ask for a hearing or whatever or uh they can say hey you know, these, this is a conflict of interest, blah, blah, blah. You need to, you know, look this over and make the decision, but it's still 100% up to the judge, whether or not they choose to recuse themselves. And so, so we kind of got off track there, but we're tying it all together on what's going on with this. And this whole thing about Adam Schiff. And if you're just catching the show, this is the Eldonzo and D show on cities, 92, excuse me, cities, 92.9 brought to you by Enviroseal. And I just about choked Choke on some water up. there. Uh, so go ahead and let's let's talk about this Marjorie Taylor Greene thing real quick. Why don't you jump in there and, and tell the uh, listeners about this? Yeah, two of your favorite uh, congressional ladies had a little spat. Oh, they're so hot. They're uh, sexy uh, girls, man. They're sexy. On the House floor. And this goes back to the articles of impeachment that have been brought forward. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene reportedly called Representative Lauren Boebert a little B word 
During a heated argument between the two Republican firebrands on the House floor on Wednesday, the face-to-face confrontation, which was caught on C-SPAN cameras, was over the dueling resolutions both lawmakers have put forward to impeach President Biden, uh, according to the Daily Beast. And this is Marjorie Taylor Greene talking. I've donated to, donated to you. I've defended you. But you've been nothing but a little B to me. She reportedly told Bobert, and you copied my articles of impeachment after I asked you to co-sponsor them. And after she cursed her out, uh, Bobert responded with, okay, Marjorie, we're through. And then Green responded, we were never together. <laughs> Cat fight. Oh, that would have been awesome. You know what they should have down there on that floor? This should have a, a mud wrestling pit. And Marjorie Taylor Green and Lauren Bobert can just go at it. What do you think? I th- I'd pay to see it. I would pay to see that. I, I would that that should be a pay-per-view event. Yeah. Uh, while I agree that that this should be the end game, there's no way this is going to pass. I mean, e- even McCarthy and other Republicans are against it. Um, I think if s- somebody stops dragging their feet with this whole investigation with the FBI and the whistleblower and all that, that, that maybe they'll have a leg to stand on. But as it stands right now, there's, there's just nothing there. So there's something else I want to touch on real quick. Let me see how much time we got on this segment. We can start this. We can start this. So this is New York post and people say it's a rag newspaper, but they got some cool stories in here. I, dude, I know you go there all the time too. Yeah. I, that's where I get the majority of my stupid stories. So how's this one? AI finds conservative women more attractive and happier in photos. So artificial intelligence pours over. We got another story about this as well. Artificial intelligence pours over photos and they can actually deduce that conservative women are more attractive and happier. And if you think about it, every time you see a liberal woman, they're about 300 pounds. They're ugly. They have penises and they're shouting at people. So it kind of makes sense. We're going we're gonna to follow this up more in the next segment. This is the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9. And we'll be right back after these uh, commercial massages. Welcome back to the Eldonzo and D Show here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And uh, in the previous segment, we were talking about uh, attractive conservative women. We were talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Lauren Boebert having a, maybe doing like some mud wrestling or something, kind of settled this little tiff they had uh, over the impeachment deals. Uh, we started into with, with this story right at the tail end of the last segment. AI finds conservative women more attractive and happier in photos. Now, if you caught what I said at the tail end, uh, if you're just tuning in now, I'll repeat it for you. Of course they are. Of course they're more attractive uh, than liberals. Because the liberal women are like 300 pounds, okay? They're ugly. They have penises. And they're always shouting and mad at something. So why would they look beautiful? I mean, I don't know. I just get it. Conservative women seem to be happier. I mean, what do you think, Dees? I won't say all, but... But think about this. Yeah. Like the professional women, you know, or the the politicians that we see the conservative women they they got it on the liberals man they do it would seem so it would seem so absolutely seem so uh the uh, story goes on conservative female politicians tend to appear happier and more attractive in pictures than liberal politicos a new artificial intelligence study conducted in denmark found published in the nature owned journal scientific reports in march 
The research found AI can predict a person's political ideology with 61% accuracy by analyzing just one headshot. The scientists inputted about 3,200 publicly submitted photos of political candidates who ran in the 2017 Danish municipal election into Microsoft Azure's Face API tool to assess the person's emotional state. The analysis found 80% of the faces displayed a happy expression, while 19% read as neutral. So, another story that kind of ties in with that political thing. Uh, This is another Fox story here. Artificial intelligence algorithms can help predict a person's political ideology based on their facial characteristics, the same Denmark study found, that also found that conservative women are hotter than liberals. So, I got an issue with this. They're going to use artificial intelligence to go through Facebook, okay, social media, and root out conservatives. How much you want to bet that's not going to happen? That you tell me, what do you not think? not going to happen or that it is going to it happen? It is going to happen. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised, although we do have some hope. Yeah. Hopefully Elon Musk wins the fight. Have you heard about that? No, I have not. Tell me about it. Uh, apparently they are going to actually get in the octagon. Dana White has already basically said, just say when, and they are in talks to have a, a fight in the octagon. Who's they? Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. (laughs) Elon Musk is going to mop the floor with Zuckerberg ass, dude. Zuckerberg is trained in Brazilian jujitsu jujitsu. And I don't know if you remember, he won that tournament. Uh, Musk actually has done some training in uh, judo and taekwondo. Uh, the, I knew he was into that stuff. Yeah, yeah. the big hang up right now is the weight difference. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Musk is significantly bigger than he's six one and around one eighty to two hundred, depending on how many cheeseburgers he ate that day. Whereas uh, Zuckerberg is five, and here's one that blew my mind. I, I guess I've never paid that much attention. Mark Zuckerberg is only five seven. And he's, like he's 150 a pounds. Yeah, I'll, I'll be surprised if he was 150. Yeah, he's. they say he's 155. So that's going to be the hang-up is the, the weight thing. But apparently this they're going to work to make this happen. Uh, I'll pay to see it. Well, you want to know what I, I would do. I mean, that that's pay-per-view. That's right up there oh, with for sure. and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene going at it. In a, there in you a go. That pit. could be the undercard. Put them two in there and let them go. Uh, dude, we uh, need to uh, get Dana White on the horn. If you just now turn into the Eldonzo and D show, yes, we do get a little out of hand sometimes, don't we, D's? Um, oh, we get a lot out of hand. I would have to say, honestly, that uh, Elon Musk and Zuckerberg fighting would have to be the, uh, they'd have to be the opener because the Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Barber having a mud, mud wrestling match, that's got to be the headliner. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see Zuck just get, pounded so i'd i'd be more whoa 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 whoa. hey we don't talk about stuff like that on the aldonzo and d show come on d's come on man you got to keep it clean for the families yeah i just i i want to see musk absolutely annihilate him if you're just tuning in d said that he wants to see musk pound zuckerberg yeah yeah that's exactly what he just said all right check this out check this out we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a little bit here ladies and gentlemen boys and girls Increasing majority of Americans view sex as biological reality, new poll reveals. Isn't that refreshing that that people are like living in reality, like at least 61% of them? So, a growing number of Americans believe that an individual's gender should be determined based on the sex listed on their birth certificate. 
Uh, the NPR, PBS NewsHour, and Marist poll released Wednesday found that 61% of Americans, up 10% from May 2022, say defining gender as the sex listed on the person's original birth certificate is the only way to define male and female in society. Oh, this just in. I think it's uh, 39% of the United States are brain dead. <laughs> Down from 42%. I think the number's higher than that. Yeah, I, oh, I agree with that 100%. You, you know what? That This is sad. Because most people look at that and go, well, we're in the majority. No, we are. But the fact that you only have 61% of people going, yeah, it's whatever was on your birth certificate. Yeah. You've got almost 40% of the country right now that is brainwashed into supporting this garbage that really is, what, 0.07% of the population. And it goes back to something I've said before on the show, if you missed it. Take any one of these liberals right now that thinks that a man can dress as a woman and should be able to go into the the, the girl's locker room, which we're going to get into that. You got a story about Riley Gaines, right? Yeah, yeah. I okay, got so I got a couple things here. We're flowing, man. We're flowing, baby. It's the the juices are flowing here. Uh, but it's really bad when you got forty percent of the people that are on board with that, the 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 shenanigans that are going on. But you take any one of those those people and you go back twenty years in time. And let's say they had a kid that was in school like six, seven, eight years old. And the kid came home and said, Mom, Dad, my name's not Timmy, it's Tammy. The teachers told me I could be a girl. Those same liberals would not have accepted that, would they? No. They would have flipped, just like any parent, any logical-minded parent would have done. The problem is they're beating it. Society, the schools, academia, they are beating it into these parents that this is okay and acceptable. And the fact that a parent is actually going along with this goes to show you just how well they've done at tearing down our society. They don't want us reproducing. That sounds like a conspiracy theory, but what else is it? Telling everybody they're gay, telling everybody they can change their sex, 14-year-old girls that can have their breasts removed, boys being put on puberty blockers. Do you think they really just want more transgenders running around? You think they really care about them? Because nobody up top cares about anybody on the bottom. Not these people anyway. Yeah. So it's just something I wanted to touch on. Let's go into uh, let's go into your story here real quick. Yeah. Speaking of the uh, Dixie Chicks, <clears throat> a former Democrat in New Hampshire state representative identifies transgender was arrested Thursday for allegedly distributing sexually explicit images of children. Stacey Marie Lawton, a biological male identifies as a female, was initially elected to the New Hampshire legislature in 2012, but was unable to serve due to still being on probation for a 2008 felony conviction of credit card fraud. Then the former Democrat representative faced several charges down the road, was arrested for making a bomb threat against a medical center, was arrested again on charges related to the misuse of the state's 911 texting system. And now has been arrested for the child porn. She needs. He needs to get hundred. This Biden's person was attorney. elected multiple times. What the hell is wrong with people in New Hampshire? Lots. Lot. Don't don't go to New Hampshire, folks. Yeah. All right. Move, moving on. Riley Gaines, uh, of course, the famous swimmer who uh, spoke out against Leah Thomas, and now is a the uh, the face of women against transgenders in sports testified at the Senate hearing on protecting pride, defending the civil rights of LGBTQ plus Americans. Now in the uh, hearing, they were talking to Kelly Robinson, who describes herself as the first queer black president of the human rights campaign claimed that tennis legend Serena Williams could beat men at the sport 
here, just roll that clip. And this is with, who is this with? Uh, Kennedy, right? John Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy is, is one of the ones talking there. Okay, he's going to open this up. Here we go now. Male, female, boy, girl, okay? Biologically, do males have an advantage over females biologically in sports? Again, I'm not a physician, and I, I can't speak to that. What's your real-world experience? Um, it depends. I mean, there are some people who are born male that I'm faster than if I were to sprint against them and some that I'm not. Some but, males so that are taller than some that, women and some that are shorter. You don't believe that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as def a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think... How, how, how many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis, right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She is stronger than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week That's without trying. That's what you call a kill shot. Okay. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. absolutely was a kill shot. Yeah. Serena Williams at one point was asked, and uh, she has said that male tennis player Andy Murray, a three-time Grand Slam winner, could beat her 6-0, 6-0 in five to six minutes, which is very fast for a, a tennis match. She says it's true. It's not a, it's a completely different sport. She told David Letterman in 2013, men are a lot faster. They serve harder, hit harder. It's a different game. I love to play women's tennis. I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. So here's the thing. No matter how much you wish it so, some things are just sheer facts, right, Dees? Absolutely. And it's just a sheer fact that men have a competitive advantage over women in sports. This is the Aldonzo and Dees Show. We're getting the old blood pressure up here on Scenes 92.9, and we will be right back after this commercial break. This is the Eldonzo and Dee's show. I'm Eldonzo. I am Dee's. And we want to start this segment off by saying a big congratulations to the Las Vegas Knights in the NHL as they have won the Stanley Cup by dominating against the uh, Florida Panthers. It is their first Stanley Cup win in only their six-year existence. And hockey fans may remember they actually went to the Stanley Cup I believe, or did they go to the cup? No, I don't remember. I think they went there in their first year, but they, they got swept out. Anyway, why am I talking about this? Well, you may recall <clears throat> a few months back when the Las Vegas Raiders signed a known heartthrob, former San Francisco 49er quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the ladies at the good old-fashioned famous Chicken Ranch offered him all the, the free nookie that he could handle. Now, it, it, it is not known as of yet as to whether or not he took them up on that offer, but the ladies have now doubled down and uh, 
they're invited to party as much as they want with uh, a Nevada sex worker. And the quote is, we here in Sin City love the Golden Knights more than life itself. Alice Little told TMZ Sports, I cannot express in words the joy I feel now the team won their first ever Stanley Cup, so I'm going to express it through my actions. Wow. Little said she is offering the Golden Knights the most extravagant, orgiastic sex party at the Chicken Ranch brothel located in Parhump, just a few miles west of the T-Mobile Arena on the Las Vegas Strip. Dozens of ladies, myself included, are ready and waiting at the Chicken Ranch to treat the Knights to any and every carnal delight, and there will be absolutely no penalties for misconduct, she added. Hmm. The brothel is all yours, boys. Free of charge, it's on me. Well, I okay. I, I don't know if she knows what she's getting into with hockey players. <laughs> They're rough and tumble. Yeah, yeah. They don't take no crap, especially the Knights. Knights, uh, yeah, they absolutely dominated, got hot in the playoffs, and nobody could hang with them. You know, I th- I got a feeling there's gonna be a lot of pucks flying around in that brothel. You know what I mean? No, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see what I did there? Definitely gonna be some goals scored. Well, if they don't take them up on that, I think less of them. I mean, I know some of them are probably married, not gonna do it, but. If you're a single guy, and those are good-looking chicks too, aren't they, Dees? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, typically the the legal brothels out there, they don't, you know, they they, they don't hire the B squad. They're, they're they're not what you're picking up on Market Street. Yeah, at two in the morning, a little chef's kiss, you know, top notch is what they typically go for out there. Yeah, probably what like, and, and escorts. Well, we call them escorts or prostitutes, whatever. I mean, they they're higher class ladies. Typically, they're very from, clean. From, from what I've been told, yeah, I've, I've never. And I never we, we'd have to ask Hunter Biden. I believe he's the uh, resident expert on. Yeah, I mean he's blown a lot of Ukraine's money on that. Yeah. So China's money too. Yeah. Our money matter. too. Uh, so it's, talking about good news, right? Because I think that's good news. I think that's good news for the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, it's a good lighthearted it's, you know, story. I know a lot of people who listen to the show don't condone prostitution, and we're not saying we condone it or condemn it either way. We're just you know it's a funny news story. Hey, they're and not breaking any laws out there. And what's that? They're not breaking any laws out there. They're not breaking any laws out there. They're not hurting nobody. So, good news. Good news front. Geraldo Rivera quits Fox News, most popular TV show, and whines afterwards. Okay, so he quit the five. He just announced. He's got two more shows left with him uh, running through the end of the month. First of all, Fox News is screwed. Okay, when you, when you look at what happened with Tucker. Yeah. Okay, they got rid of Tucker. They're down two-thirds in the ratings they lost that core demographic which i think it is 24 to 56 year olds i mean pmsnbc is beating them cnn's beating them of course tucker's getting how many millions and millions of views on his twitter thing now yeah lots so fox is in damage mode so fox is right up there right now right now with bud light so i think one of the best things that fox could have ever done is let geraldo rivera walk off geraldo rivera was no more than uh, Greg Gutfeld's punching bag. Had you ever watched The Five? No. Oh, you! I can't believe you've never watched it. I it's, mean, I've seen it on, but I don't. I've I've never in my life been one to just sit there and watch any the, new, news channel unless there's some massive story going on that I'm I'm trying to learn about. The only person at Fox News that I feel bad for, like legitimately bad for, that's that's of course taken an impact from this uh, Tucker Carlson thing is Greg Gutfeld. Yeah. Greg I, Gutfeld's got Gutfeld at night, which took over. He's a king of late night. I, well, I don't think he is now at this point, 
but he was doing really good. And he never, he wasn't one of those Fox guys. He was, he's a bit of a comedian, um, but he was doing really good. And he really got kicked in the jimmy with this one. Uh, so anyway, he's got the five and Geraldo Rivera was on there a lot. He kind of runs the five for him. Jesse Waters was on there, but it was kind of a uh, lighthearted banner back and forth. And they get heated sometimes. And every time Geraldo Rivera would open his stupid mouth and say something stupid, as he always does. I mean, Greg Gutfeld would put the smackdown on him of a lifetime. Yeah. The first time he's gotten shouting matches. Uh, so anyway, Geraldo Rivera had this tweet. Morning. It's official. I'm off the five. My last scheduled show appearances are Thursday and Friday, June 29th and the 30th. It's been a great run, and I appreciate having had the opportunity. Being odd man out isn't always easy. For the time being, I'm still correspondent at large. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving the network. No, he's, he's just leaving. He's just not going to be on that show. He's leaving the five. Uh, so hopefully that helps uh, Greg Gutfeld and the rest of the folks on the five kind of, I don't know, get some more viewers. But at this point, like I said, I'm comparing Fox News to Bud Light and, and Target at this point uh, as far as what they've done to completely obliterate their base. Oh, yeah? Well, your dad buys Bud Light from Target. Oh, yeah. People didn't like that, did they? That was funny, though. That was funny. Uh, you know, got a I, meme out look, there. I've been mad at Geraldo Rivera since, I believe it was, I don't know, 1984 or 5 when I wasted an entire night the sitting, sitting there on in the kitchen watching a 13-inch television that sat on top of the refrigerator with my dad thinking that I was going to see the coolest thing in the history of the world when he opened Al Capone's vault and there was nothing in there but an old beer can and just some scattered trash. So he's been on my uh, hit list for 30-plus years, yeah, 40 that almost. That was one of the biggest uh, cases of a journalist shooting, them, shooting themselves in the hind end. Yeah, I mean, everybody tuned into that. It was it was going to be like like I said the story of the year that this you know they were going to open this vault and who knows what they were going to treasure and maybe bodies and yeah there was nothing. Look, let me tell you something. This is what I would have done, and this is what any responsible person would have done. They'd have they'd have flipped and looked in there, okay? Before they, why would they not do that? Yeah, I get that you want to make it. So this is what I would have done. I get that you want to make it something very special for the viewers. The you want first, it to look real, yeah. The first time anybody's looked in there. Even if I was in Geraldo Rivera's shoes, I'd have been like, I'd have grabbed somebody that I trusted and be like, yeah. dude, crack this there. thing open. Just, just, I don't even want to see. Just go in there and tell me if yeah. this is a hit or a mess. Okay, just go in there. You don't have to tell me what's in there. I want to be shocked. Don't even let me see the look on your face. Just come out and say hit or miss. No, I agree. Well, but I, I would like to think that the, and I believe at the time it was WGN was the network that did it. Uh, they were probably like, no, you, we're doing this live because people are going to tune in. If it bombs, it bombs, but at least we're going to have good ratings tonight. Oh, it bombed horribly. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. I've got another. We're going into the, uh, I think we're going into the last segment of the uh, show, aren't we? We're coming Next right one, up. yeah. We're coming right up. Time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? We can, we can see the finish line. We can see it. Uh, I got this uh, story. American Justice, 69-year-old grandma with cancer given more prison time for walking inside U.S. Capitol than Hunter Biden for sharing classified documents with foreign regimes and multi-million dollar bribery schemes. All right, this is from the Gateway Pundit. News broke on Tuesday morning that Hunter Biden agreed to plead guilty to multiple criminal charges. We went over this earlier. Yeah. After five years of investigation, the Biden DOJ found Hunter Biden guilty of two misdemeanors and one gun charge, which he's not even going to have to plead to. So, 
It goes on, today's news was more evidence of the complete bastardization of the U.S. justice system. The serial criminal is slapped with misdemeanors while Trump faces up to 400 years in prison on bogus document charges. Now let's get down to this. So, this is there, right there. Meanwhile, a former drug and alcohol counselor who has been sober for 42 years and helped thousands of addicts was arrested following the protest on January 6, 2021. She did nothing wrong. She's a 69-year-old grandmother. She's a cancer patient, and she went to prison for 60 days for walking into the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021 and taking a video. The DOJ accused her of trespassing, which is a misdemeanor. She was sent to prison by the regime. I want you to listen to that. Hunter Biden gets nothing. He gets a slap on the wrist. Not even a slap on the wrist. A slap on the wrist would have been a heavy fine and would have been a little bit of jail time. A 69-year-old woman who was literally ushered into the Capitol building. Think about that. So anyway, I wanted to sneak that in there. The insanity is still prevailing right now in our country. This is the Eldonzo and D Show, and we will be right back after this break here on Cities 92.9. Hey, welcome back to the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Blues and Normal. We are in the last segment. We are, we are downhill from here, baby. Right, D's? That's what they tell me. That's what they tell you. Okay. So normally we've got some off-kilter stories, funny stories, whatever we want to go through. I got to get this one out there real quick. I forgot about this. This is, you know, my favorite person in the world is Chris Christie, right? I thought it was, I was a, a three-way tie between John Fetterman uh, and Sam Brinton. And Sam Brinton but. Yeah. Chris Christie, I hate this man with a passion. He is such a rhino. It makes me want to throw up every time I look at him. He thinks he can be president. He can't even push himself away from the dinner table. Yeah, he doesn't have a prayer. No, he doesn't have a prayer. He doesn't. He's hot air. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I get people can be overweight. I get that. A lot of people are overweight in this country. Nobody's going to vote for him. I know that sounds bad, but you want somebody to look presidential that looks like they have control over themselves and want to take care of themselves. That's the first thing about Chris Christie. The second thing about Chris Christie is he goes on CNN, State of the Union, and says stupid things. He was on there Sunday. And he was asked his thoughts on Republican governors placing more bans on gender reassignment surgeries and puberty blockers for minors in their states, which you and I have agreed on that that has to happen. We can't be doing this to the kids. Yeah. Okay. That's got to stop. And Republicans right now are the ones to do it. This was his response. And this guy's running for president as a Republican for president of the United States of America. And when you look at the support that Donald Trump has, that's where, the, that's where the majority of the conservative Republicans are going is with Trump. This is what he had to say, all right? Quote, I don't think that the government should ever be stepping into the place of the parents and helping to move their children through a process where those children are confused or concerned about their gender. Christie said defending minors' access to sex change procedures. He went on, What I would like to make sure each state does is require that parents are involved in these decisions. 
The, this is what he told Jake Tapper. The fact is that folks who are under the age of 18 should have parental support and guidance and love as they make all the key decisions of their life. And this should not be one that is ex- that excluded by the government in any way. So what he's saying is the government should be allowed to come in here and step in between a minor wanting to mutilate their body and whether their idiot parents agree with it or not. This is no different, in my opinion. Okay, some people would look at that and go, well, yeah, I don't want the government stepping in. Somebody's got to step in here. It's like if there was a pedophile and the, the Chris Christie said, well, we can't step in and stop him from abusing this, uh, this young kid. You know, that's not our job. The pedophile's his father. They have a agreement to this. It's consensual. We can't step in and stop that. Now, that's exactly what this is, in my opinion. Chris Christie is copping out. Why he would do this, Why A, why he would go on Jake Tapper, okay, on, on Meet the Press or whatever it was, and why he would say this, and he's actually got a straight, he's got a straight face and he's running for president for the Republican nomination. What do you think? I mean, that's one of any chance that he had of garnering any any kind of votes to actually challenge for this thing ended with with that statement. It's done. Yeah. He won't get anything. I mean, he didn't have a chance anyway. But I mean, that is one of the main platforms that that people are talking about, that the GOP is against trans rights, blah, blah, blah. And so for him to come out in support of that. Uh, I, I don't know. Is he trying to like pull Democratic voters to his side or? But yeah, that to it, me that's that's career suicide. It was absolutely career suicide, and he shouldn't have been even. He shouldn't have even been in the race. He shouldn't have, <clears throat> excuse me, been allowed to run as a Republican after single handedly getting Barack Obama reelected. That's my opinion. These, what do you got? Did you see somebody posted a tweet this morning? <laughs> Uh, of Christie on a commercial flight. Was he taking up three seats? Three seats. <laughs> I'm going to show it on the video. So if you're listening at home, you're going to have to watch this on YouTube. I'm going to put it on the screen there. That's his new nickname. Three seat Christie. Oh my God. Look at that. Looks like a beast whale. <laughs> God <laughs> sakes, man. Have some pride in yourself. All right. Let me, let me blow that up. Are you kidding? You Go and watch segment seven on YouTube if you can do it. This is segment eight. Or segment eight. Yeah, this is segment eight. And yeah, he's out like a lie. You know who I feel bad for? The person you can barely see their arm, but here there's somebody sitting next to him. Have you ever seen the movie The Meaning of Life by Monty Python? Uh, I have not. He reminds me of Mr. Creosote. If anybody that's listened has ever watched The Meaning of Life, Mr. Creosote, that is exactly what Chris Christie looks like on this on this commercial flight. <laughs> it, it almost looks like a guy in a fat suit, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah Dude, the dude's huge. He's just do the push He, he don't man. miss too many meals, that's for sure. He, Chris Christie is on the seafood diet. He sees food and he eats it. That's all I got to say about that. All right, D's, go on into it. Uh, here's some not good news. From the New York Post, husband accused of drugging wife filming at least 51 men if, wait, I got to say this. If you got youngins in the room, send them out. Yes, this, yes, isn't this is appropriate for young kids. Yes. Uh, 51 men of uh, sexually assaulting her over a 10 year period. A French man accused of drugging his unsuspecting wife and then filming at least 51 men uh, engaging in sexual acts with her over a decade long stretch, allegedly insisted to investigators that she is a saint and the love of his life. Really? 
That's really that's your statement. Well, how smooth? He yeah. could sell ice water to an Eskimo, couldn't he? The the husband identified only as Dominique P allegedly mixed the anti-anxiety drug lorazepam into his wife's dinner dozens of times between 2011 and 2020. Prosecutors alleged in a recent court filing obtained by Lamont. Dominique, who was married to the victim for more than 50 years, would then invite his guests to the couple's home in Providence so that they could allegedly perform acts on his wife while she was passed out. The husband, who prosecutors say found the alleged perps on a French internet forum, allegedly filmed the rapes on hidden cameras. After the sick allegations first came to light in 2020, Dominique, who shares three adult children with the victim, allegedly told investigators in subsequent interrogations that he still loves his wife and describes her as a saint. He needs to be taken out back. Yeah, a total of 51 men between the ages of 26 and 73. Diversity. Uh, have already been charged with rape over the attacks on his wife. It wasn't immediately clear what charges the husband is facing. The case was recently presented to an investigating magistrate, otherwise known as a judge, pending trial. The allegations only surfaced in late 2020 when Dominique was arrested for allegedly trying to film women in a changing room at a local store with a hidden camera. And the cops subsequently found videos of his wife saved on a USB file named Abuses. This guy needs to be eradicated. People like that need to be eradicated. Yeah. All right, they need to be stopped. When, not- when authorities went to the wife, she initially described him as a great guy who was kind and caring. And then they showed her the evidence. And of course, she broke down. And yeah, she how did she him. not know? How did she not put that together, though? How did she not know she had had sex? I, I don't know. I don't, I'm just saying I don't know. I don't, I don't know. She, well, she said that she had flashbacks and that the drugging could explain the fatigue and absent-mindedness that she had been experiencing. Well, that's that's terrible, and I hope he uh, I hope he gets passed around in a prison in France somewhere. So I yeah. got I got this story I want to get to, and I read this. Uh, this is New York Post, and I read this, and I was kind of skittish. I'm like, I don't think I want to read it, but I read it, and. Uh, the headline is, I'm a poop artist. Check out my crappy paintings. I saw this on okay. the, the pod earlier. It says, uh, this Picasso specializes in turning crap into gold. People actually buy this stuff. Uh, German artist Werner Hold Harald, on, let me stop you. What? If you're going to read this article, you have to give it the, the certain panache. This Picasso, like the, the writing of these guys are amazing. I, I agree. New York Post is awesome. Uh, so anyway, if you... Don't mind, I'm going to get back to the story now since we don't have a lot of time. German artist Werner Hartl, 45, specializes in creating elaborate paintings out of cow dung, which he proudly showcases for fans like a veritable Da Vinci of doo-doo. Is that better? <laughs> yes. I just use cow manure to create my art. The would-be Dungatello <laughs> told See? Cater's news of his smelly medium, which actually isn't as od- odoriferous as one would suspect. I said that word. When it is wet, the paint is a bit funky. Yeah, he told Ripley's Believe It or Not in 2022, but when it's completely dry, it doesn't smell anymore. Well, anybody that grew up in the sticks knows that, you know, cow patties aren't really that bad. But I was expected to read it, and this guy's like, you know, he's producing his own paint. What? Yeah, when I saw the headline, that was my initial thought as well. It's still, I mean, if you look at the actual pictures, he's a talented guy. He is. You know, this is simply a niche in, in that, it's getting people to talk about it. Like, hey, I, you know, I could paint this this l- picture with paint, but nobody's going to care. It's going to look like anybody else. But if I come out and say, this is cow poop, then it becomes a story, and as it has. 
And I can see why people would buy it. He is a good artist. Yeah, yeah. I he's mean, very good. actually, he's a pretty crappy artist, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, no, he's extremely crappy. <laughs> that's just that's just my opinion. This is the Eldonzo and D show. We are wrapped up. We appreciate everybody listening, and we will catch you next weekend. Same bat time, same bat channel, right here. This is Eldonzo out. See ya. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs>